this is when things started to yeah. get crazy. And nothing well, to do at the house. So as I'm driving to go sign the paperwork and closing on the house at the title company, I receive a phone call from Anne, basically telling me that life just isn't fair. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. Perfect. I just wanted the, the record button to be on. <laughs> I've, I've tried to touch it like twice. I've tried to get you guys to come down here for a while. <laughs> hey, we were enjoying dinner. No, I'm just enjoying my dessert. <laughs> Steve's eating Halloween candy. <laughs> I ate my dessert at the table. Matt got his birthday present. He's eating some big Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, those are thick. They're big cups. Like deep dish. Yeah. That's what it says. If you like the peanut butter... Those are the ones to eat. I think they'd be better frozen. I don't agree. I don't like frozen chocolate. Well, they're mine, so I'm going to freeze them. I like frozen Kit Kats at work. I always kept some in my freezer. Really? Do you still have frozen stuff in the uh, freezer at work Mm -hmm. now? I wrote my name all over it. If anyone eats my ice cream sandwiches, (laughs) they're going to be in trouble. (laughs) How are you going to know who it is? I'll fire them all. Are you talking about at Matt's work or about at yes. the hotel? Yeah, you put, you put yeah. ice cream sandwiches in the freezer like his first day. <laughs> I, thought, there. I thought you ate healthy. He does. They're healthy ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Vanilla bean. <laughs> Comes from a garden. My mom used to get those brown cow or skinny cow ice cream sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Those are supposed to be healthy. Meh. Stuff like that just doesn't appeal to me, though. I mean, they were good, but I just feel like it's so much fake crap that why not just eat? The other frozen chocolate that I'm hooked on is the dark chocolate almond bars from Trader Joe's. Mm. I always keep those in my freezer, too, at home. I like the almond, dark chocolate, coconut almond things from Trader Joe's. And I also like the frozen Snickers. Like the ice cream, ice cream ones. Oh, those are good. Those are good. <laughs> but do we have any fat boys left? Yeah, we do. Cool. I do not like fat boys. Do. You don't like fat Trader boys. Trader Joe's ice cream sandwiches are so much better. I just okay. can't even eat a fat boy anymore. My dad might not have disowned you when you divorced me, but he might now. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Disowning fat boys. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Today is also election day. It is election day. I voted. I voted. I voted. Good job. High fives all around, yeah, guys. I think my assistant reminded me that I needed to vote like eight times today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every time I saw her, she would be like, you need to go vote, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. I will. Yeah, so by the time this drops, we should know who the president is. We should. We should. should. Hopefully. Oh, well, I guess this will drop not that far out. Usually we're two weeks out, but we're not right now. We're We're just a week. We're behind. 
And barring any unforeseen events, we should know who the president is. Yeah. I feel like there will inevitably be some unforeseen events. I kind of feel like it too, but. Yeah, no matter which direction This it goes. is bound to yeah. not be a smooth. And here's the crazy thing. Why is it like there's only two directions it could go? Yeah. That just, it, it boggles my mind that that is, there's only two directions. Well, there's already been. There's Kanye. <laughs> exactly. That should be He's like the third direction. That was one the of the two directions you were you were referencing. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah. The two directions are which is President so Conway, Kanye or, or the not guy, President Kanye, or the guy that's pro life changed his name yeah. to pro life. <laughs> it's so funny because last week Jed, Jessica's brother, reached out to me via text. Jessica just so happened to be sitting right next to me when I got this text. He sent me the text and it said, hey, Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Like, I haven't texted him for a while. And he said, hey, Matt, I'm just curious. Who did you vote for? <laughs> who or are you who, voting for? Who did you vote for or who are you going to vote for? And like, I don't, yeah. Matt doesn't talk politics. I don't talk politics. I don't, I don't. So what'd you do? I talked. Yeah, I responded and I said, oh, I haven't decided yet, but I'm leaning towards Kanye. <laughs> 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 and um, anyways. But he was like, no, really, like, I'm, I'm super curious as to who you voted for. And I, I don't. Yeah. I think he's curious because my family's very split in politics. Mm. And I don't think I think you're like the one that they don't know. Nobody really knows where you stand. Right. And I've strategically done that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they all because just assume I don't, where I stand. So here's the here's the thing that that scares me about politics. It can absolutely just rip to shreds your family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to. Get into that. I'm not looking to rip my family apart. Well, and that's By, what I posted today is the idea that, listen, we need to be unified. Like, that's right. all that matters. After this election, like, whatever happens, we need to find a way to come together and be unified because it is destroying us. Like, it is totally— As a country, is destroying us. As a country, us. it's destroying relationships. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. So— that's all I'll say about it. But we all voted, so that's good. Yeah, we all voted. And um, yeah. See what happens. Feels good to vote. I love voting. Literally, I, I cried. You oh. cried? Yes. What? And it's funny because I'm not like a super political, like <laughs> passionate about politics or anything. But going in there, then this is why I go vote in person on the day yeah. of. is just because there's something it about good. it that just feels... So great. And like seeing other people, they're doing it. And so the lady who's so happy. I, I love the part where they ask you, Hey, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I always get excited for that. And because I always get, I always tell them very loudly what my name is so that they say it really loud. And did they? Oh, yeah. So the lady's like, It's funny because there was a guy in front of me. She goes, What's your name? And he looks at her. He's like, It doesn't matter. Like, She's like, well, what's your name? I need to announce that you voted. He's like, I don't care. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> your vote doesn't count unless it's announced. Yeah. And Where so, does that tradition? So I was next in line and she's like, what's your name? I was like, my name is Matt. <laughs> and she, she's like, okay, Matt has voted. And so I just That's like, hilarious. yeah, she so, <laughs> raised her level of uh Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm a little bit. And so for mine today, she said, what's your name? And I said, Steve Stoddard. And she said, Steve's daughter has voted. 
That's why I just, I always tell them just my first name. <laughs> well, your name always makes me laugh because if you say Matt Frew, and if you say it fast enough, it sounds like you're saying Matthew. Yeah. My and your name's Matthew. Matthew. Matt Frew. They didn't do it on purpose. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Frew. Matthew. Matt Frew. They sound similar. They do. It always makes me laugh. Yep. I said my whole name, Jessica Frew, and then I thought maybe I should have said Jessica. It doesn't really matter. Nope. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, after I left, I was a little teary. Aw. Thanks. Aw. And then I went and got McDonald's. I was just annoyed while I was voting. Why? <laughs> because... Oh, because it was getting dark? <laughs> yeah. It was only nine in the morning, but it was already <laughs> getting dark, thanks to daylight savings. Uh why were you irritated? Because I was trying to change my phone plan while I waited in line. Thinking, oh, gosh. oh, this is going to be a half an hour. May as well take advantage. I've been meaning to call and like cancel this stupid thing on my Verizon bill forever. So I did. I was still on hold with them. Or not even on hold, but like the dumb chat thing while I was voting. <laughs> so... Did you have it on like speaker? Well, no, it's and it's, it's like a, it's playing a, the music. No, it's, it's the chat, chat thing. I it's, know, but still, it so a conversation been funny. that should have taken five minutes in person instead is drawn out over thirty-five minutes in their dumb little chat feature. So fun, yes. And Steve loves daylight so, savings. This is his favorite time of year. I wasn't going to bring it up. Oh my gosh, he just like got <laughs> got real angry looking. Do not like daylight savings. I struggle. Yeah. It's dark and cold and it's like. And I know we were giving you crap about it earlier, but I know it's real. Like it's a real real thing for a lot of people to go into a depression, a legit depression. That's why I was talking to you about it on the phone earlier. Mm. Making sure you're taking care of yourself. What were you saying on the phone? I was asking you if you needed to be on antidepressants or something Mm -hmm. or if that was like an option you were interested in. Because it's real. During this season. Yep. There's lots of people who do that. I just try to get my eyeballs in front of the sun for a little bit. Vitamin D in the eyeballs. What the heck? <laughs> Steve and I are both looking at Matt like, what the hell are you talking about, man? That's all I do. <laughs> okay. Whatever, babe. You just go into work before the sun comes up and then you come home after it's gone down. Yeah. What do you think I do in between? I just stare at the sun. <laughs> That's all you do at work <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I wish. So yesterday I get a message from Matt. Uh, I split my pants open at work. Say I ripped my pants. I ripped my pants. Did you? Climbing yeah. over pallets. At bombs. And so, ah. <laughs> I'm like, do you need me to bring you a new pair of pants? <laughs> I say, yep. Yep. Shorts, please. And he's stretchy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. But yep. then somebody commented, one of your employees commented, and they're like, it's because he walks too fast at work. It's all that friction. <laughs> it's like, probably. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. That's a hustler. <laughs> Does move fast at work. <laughs> <laughs> he moves surprisingly fast, huh? Mm-hmm. The first time I saw Matt run, I was floored. 
I didn't know Matt could move that fast. I did not run into <laughs> her. I did not tackle her. She was floored at the awe of how fast I actually ran. <laughs> did it sound like I was saying you tackled me? I'm not sure what the meaning of I was floored means. Oh. <laughs> the first time Matt ran, I was floored. I did not tackle her. You were on the football field, though. Yep. You were tackling other people. Use my jets. He was going real fast, and I could not believe Matt could run that fast. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I just, it's funny every time she brings this up. Why? <laughs> we don't talk about it very often. Nope. Steve runs fast. I used to run fast, but not anymore. Not anymore, guys. All right, so what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, trying to get Steve like loosened up some more, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Tired. <laughs> uh, so when we ended last week, we were talking about boundaries, and we were talking about some of my boundaries that I realized I needed to establish right around the time we were going to sell our house. And then you alluded to the fact, Matt, you alluded to the fact that this was the start of a huge transition in our boundaries. Yeah, it was. It was the beginning of it is when we sold our house and bought the new one. What's that have to do with boundaries? It took us quite some time to actually close on this house, meaning it was just a couple of days, a few days. What do you mean? To close on it. It was a month. So we had a month from when we accepted the offer and then it was Sorry. a few days late. So the closing ended up getting postponed a couple of days. Back up the story a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our house all, all ready to get sold. We moved out. We moved out and we loaded up the U-Haul truck thinking that it was only going to be a night. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And we parked the U-Haul truck just down the street from where our new house was. Mm-hmm. And where? Um, on Owyhee. At our friend's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that truck ended up sitting there for a few days. Yeah. Because our house, the houses didn't didn't close yeah. as quickly as we thought they were going to. Yeah. There was like a little thing that had to be taken care of. Anyways, so when we were driving to close, this is when things started to yeah. get crazy. And nothing well, to do with the house. So as I'm driving to go sign the paperwork and closing on the house, at the title company, I receive a phone call from Anne, basically telling me that life just isn't fair. It's not fair that I get to go and buy a new house. It's not fair that, you know, we are able to do this and that your family has this and your family has that and you're able to do this and you're able to do that kind of a thing. And that was like, what am I supposed to say to that, right? And yeah. it left me speechless. I'm like, I don't, what are you getting at? So. And she told you what she's getting at. She yeah. wanted to let you know that she was taking you back. To court. To court for more money. Yeah. Which, fine. <laughs> Anyways. To get more child support. To get mm -hmm. more child support. Yeah. Which we were fine. Like, that honestly doesn't bother me because we already paid yeah. Most of the stuff anyways, which is fine. We're happy to help support the kids. We were already paying child support. Yeah, yeah. And it was 
doing yeah. all the stuff, paying for sports, paying for yeah. whatever we could. But um, I remember Matt was like furious by the time he got there because he's like, I just don't understand because of how it was presented to him. Right. As life isn't fair. Life isn't fair. You can buy a house. Therefore, I'm going back to court and you're going to pay me more child support. Just so you know. <laughs> and I remember as we're sitting there, Matt writes out this check for the down payment of our house, which was a significant size check. And I knew he was feeling like a little overwhelmed by that. He writes the check. They leave the room. And Matt just is still upset about the stuff with Anne, the situation with Anne. And I was like, oh, man, this is a big deal. He just wrote that check. Wasn't phased by it at all. Didn't even phase me. Didn't even phase him. And he's just still upset about the situation with Anne. And I was like, uh-oh. We're in trouble. And Anne at this point had moved back in with Jack. Yes. Yes. So that's another thing is like she just moved back in like a week or two before. And then all of a sudden and things had been okay. Yeah. Not great, but okay. And then it was like we felt this. Yeah. Like things were going to start happening. And that was the beginning of it. But it was just crazy. To feel that right then. It just didn't feel good. <laughs> Steve, you have any questions for me? <laughs> I'm sure I should, but <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> oh man! What's the takeaway from this story? The takeaway from this story is, I mean, I I totally understand that um, sometimes. Life can feel as though that it's not fair. But you also have to understand, you have to own your own consequences. Yeah. Yeah. We all make decisions in life. And yes, there are things that happen that are out of your control. But at the same time, you can't just point fingers or blame other people 100% for what's going on in your life. Right. And the answer always isn't, hey... I'm taking you back to court. Yeah. I deserve some of your pie. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. Just I was just thinking back on this time frame of like what I thought of it because it was really like Jessica, you had you guys had a lot more money than you and I ever had. Yeah. And it was Crazy to me to see you spending lots of money on things because yeah. you had never done it. Like, mm -mm. you know, you would come home with like $4 sweaters and $9 pairs of shoes and things the whole time we were together. So to like. Yeah. And now she was coming home with like $14.99 sweaters. <laughs> like that was a lot of money. You, you had a $70 sweater. Is what stands out in my mind. And I just remember being like, you spent $70 on a shirt? <laughs> like, I didn't know you had it in you to spend $70 on a shirt. Steve usually spends $70 on 35 shirts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, it, it is a weird transition, though, to like have money to spend and to figure out how you how balance gonna, that. Uh-huh. 
and feel okay about it because I remember this. I know what sweater you're talking about. It's a cute sweater. It is super cute. And it was one that I was <laughs> so excited about. And I had never spent that much on an article of clothing, mm-hmm, which like is maybe a pair a... of shoes randomly or whatever. I remember when you and I were married, I bought a I mean, skirt for like $40 once or $50 the, and I about died. The wedding dress you wore for our wedding cost you $70. <laughs> yeah, it was from a thrift store. So it is weird to like make that transition and to feel, I don't know. Right. And, and I just, I, I'm just trying to remember if I ever thought this ain't fair. I didn't. I've I, never felt that from you. No, I don't remember ever. No, because Steve that. understands, like, from what I gather, who Steve is, I feel like you understand you've made decisions and these, this is your life and you're going to, you're going to deal with these consequences, whether, whether they be good consequences. Positive, negative, yeah, all of them, sure. They're all consequences, right? And I would never feel entitled to, Something that you now have, Jessica, through your new marriage. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, and I've never felt that either. Except that pool. <laughs> I'm going to use it like it's my own. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been at the pool nearly as much as I thought you would be. Yeah, it's true. It was there probably, what, five, six times this summer? Yeah, probably. Maybe a little more. Oh, my gosh. I had a dream last night that I forgot about until now. <laughs> okay. Matt, I had a dream that now that I'm working for you managing your warehouse, that you decided to go manage my hotel. Oh, oh dear. My gosh. You so imagine we just... me managing a hotel. <laughs> we just switched jobs. <laughs> So my whole dream was very, very like intricate, but it was just me teaching you all the ins and outs of here's how you're going to want to do this, and here's the access you need to this computer system, and here's how you handle this scenario. And you guys just huh. swapped jobs, basically. <laughs> I'll manage your warehouse, Matt. You manage my the hotels. Hotel. <laughs> I think Matt would punch somebody in the face at your hotel. No, I'm not violent. <laughs> I know you're not violent. Oh. You're the one that said that before. Well, like I, just, I would punch someone in the face, which is one of the reasons <laughs> I got out of that industry. Let's make it clear. Neither of you are violent. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been married to either of you. So. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> During this time, also, it was interesting because so we were hoping to get Matt's kids out of the school they were in yes. because we knew we were buying a forever home. Like we do not plan to leave our house. Like this is, we have moved enough. We want to feel settled. So they had been in a charter school that we didn't love and, and Matt didn't love more specifically because they're not my kids. And and it just wasn't a great, it wasn't a great thing for them. And also Penny was switching schools because Steve and I had both moved during the last school year, but it worked out great because we wanted her at a certain school and Steve happened to move into those school boundaries. So that's mm-hmm. that was nice and easy. Why did you dislike that school, Matt? So it was just very disorganized. Yeah. Extremely disorganized in a sense of, I mean, I don't understand charter schools. I don't, and it could be just the fact that I have a bad taste in my mouth because of this one, but there wasn't enough capacity for what they were trying to do. 
and what they're yeah I don't know how they're different. There were a lot of promises that weren't being kept either, like a lot of expectations on the building getting fixed or the or moving out of that building. And it just never happened. It never happened. It, it was... did eventually happen, but it was, and it was clear across town where they moved, like yeah. for us. So it was just a lot of empty promises and disorganization. Yeah. Um, so, and there weren't the services that kids need, like, Things that normal schools have to provide help for kids, there wasn't that. So, like, if you were lacking in any area, it was hard to get the help you needed. Yeah, and and one of the things that was really frustrating for me is that, you know, at this time, Sarah was struggling with reading. Mm -hmm. And there were real resources provided by the school to help her in any kind of special group of reading, like reading groups or nothing. Yeah. So, that was really frustrating for me. And, and that changed once she got into public schools. Like she's yeah. doing a ton better and caught up and everything. And that was just the learning curve, yeah. literally. <laughs> exactly. So that was mostly why I disliked the, the charter school that they were at. And yeah. And so this was another issue that came up after we moved is Anne had been in an apartment and there were several schools she kept trying to get the kids in yeah, when she moved around in, the apartment. Yeah, when she moved into her apartment, there were, like Jessica said, there were several schools. She's like, okay, I think I want the kids to go here. I uh, Maybe here or maybe here. Yeah. And initially, we were the ones that had brought up, I think, trying oh, to get them out of the charter school. And into public schools. And partially because we knew we were going to be in a home that would be steady. Yeah. So there was a lot of debate about... She, which school? Yeah, just kept changing which school they were going to go in. And by the time school started, there hadn't been a decision made. No, because in our divorce decree, it said that any education decision needed to be mutual. Both like, parties, both had, to parties had to agree on it. Well, and you can't legally enroll a kid in a school unless both parents agree. agree. Yeah. Hmm. So at this point... We're just going to keep them in the school until things could get worked out. Yep. We were just going to keep them in the charter school until they, they could work out. Because So here's the thing. We moved into our new home uh-huh. in end of June. Yeah. End of June, beginning of July. Uh-huh. And so that was just about a month and a half before school started. Yeah. And um, since Anna and I could not decide on what school the children should be going to because, and at this point, I want to make it very clear that I wasn't really aware that she was moving back in with Jack. That's true. It hadn't been vocalized that no, she was it, actually living back with him. She didn't tell us. That information was not shared with me. No. It's very hush-hush under the rug, like, oh, we're just, I'm just going to move back in. And so in my mind, I thought she was still living in the apartments. Yeah. And so while she was living in the apartments, she said, hey, I want him to go to this school, this school, or this school that is close by the apartments. So that was the conversation prior. And when I brought up, hey, let's think about having the kids go to this school that's really close to my home. Where you're planning, it's in our boundaries. Where I'm planning yeah. to Staying be. for the rest of their childhood. Exactly. Flipped out. No way. Can't be. That's no. Not even, not even an option. Hmm. I said, okay, well, until we come up with a solution and decide on this together, 
then I guess they're going to have to stay at the charter school where they're enrolled because we have to mutually agree where the kids are going to be going to school. Well, she had other plans. She decided to go over my head and had enrolled them in a public school without my acknowledgement. And the thing is, like, the school can't legally do that. No. Like, it was, it became very obvious that they had, after school started, there's there's a lot that transpires, but that they they legally had should not have done that. They were in the wrong. And at some point, the court had to get involved and sent them paperwork saying, listen, they can't be there. They can't be there. You cannot allow them to keep attending. You should not have allowed this in the first place to have happened because the school they were previously at, like there had been communication between the two schools and they knew they were enrolled in both schools. Yeah. And yeah, so it just got hairy. Real quick. Real quick. Because the charter school where the kids needed to go to because we hadn't come up with a decision of where they were going to go to school started like two weeks later. Wasn't it? Oh, so it started. So they went to two weeks at the new school. So they went to one week and then they came to our house and then they came to our house and we took them to the charter school because that's where (laughs) they were enrolled. And so here, this is the crazy thing, right? You're putting the children in the middle. My next question was, what was this like for? Oh, those poor kids. It was hell. They had to have been so confused about what their school was. Because the first week of school, they went to the new public school where Anne had signed them up for. Which is often a difficult transition for kids to go to a new, not only a new grade, but a new school. And then they came back to our home. And I made it very clear to Anne, like, this is the school they're going to. Like, we haven't come up with a decision. They have to go here. And she hadn't even told you that they she had enrolled them there. Like, no. she totally went, like, she didn't make any of that known to you until so see, she, she started dropping them off at school. So she just thought, well, once they're actually there, he won't. She just he thought, won't he won't yank it. them out of there. I'm going to strong arm it. Yeah. And I'm going to do what I want and not talk to the other mm-hmm. parent. And this is where it gets so hard in, like... Like, people are like, well, why don't you should have just agreed? Like, you should have just given up at that point. And we understand that. But at the same time, we had been plowed over so many times with so many things that it's like at some point, you have to start establishing some boundaries. And the thing that sucks is that, yes, sometimes your kids get lost in the middle of that, of all of those things. But, and not lost, but just they suffer. They suffer. Yeah. Yeah. And Which clearly they did in this scenario. But it's like I've you know, there's times where where people push like pickups and drop offs when they'll be like, Oh, well, I can't make it. Can I can I change it to this and can you keep them for the night? And that interferes with the other parents' plans, right? And this is an example that happens all the time with so many people. And the thing is if you keep allowing that, even though it might be difficult for your kids, you're gonna get walked all over. And it is going to mess with your work schedule. And it's going to mess with all these things that also impact the children because you can't get to work when you need to. Or you had this thing planned or an appointment or whatever scheduled because you didn't have your kids. Yeah. And so it's like 
you let these little things go. And then all of a sudden, it turns into crap like this. That's huge. Yep. And then at some point, you have to draw the line. You have to put your foot down. It's better, we learned, (laughs) to draw it earlier on, like to figure it out earlier on if you can. But we learned a lot. Here's the crazy thing. Okay. The school had been tipped off. The charter school had been tipped off that there's a lot of tension going on. So the school called Boise Police Department and made sure that there was an on-duty officer at the charter school for when I dropped the kids off. I thought Anne had called. Could have been. I don't know. For when you dropped the kids off. Yes. Why? Yes. To avoid what scenario? Because she would show up at the school. Take them out of take the them charter out school. out of the oh. charter school. And take them to the public school. Yes. <laughs> On my week. So that's why the officer was there, to make sure she didn't do that. They were just Either trying way. to or make to sure. Have, to make sure there so, wasn't a confrontation between the two of you. Yes. There is another okay. little thing we should plant here. How did I forget all this? At this point, there is a restraining order against Matt. Yes. So by her having the cops at the school, or by her being at the school, she was in Matt violation. cannot oh. come to the school to drop off uh, his children. Yeah. He cannot be there because she is at the school. And so therefore, the police officer was there. If I got close to the school with my children to the school. To drop them off. To drop them off at the school that they're supposed to be going to. If I come within, you were then within he was in violation, violation of the restraining of the order. restraining order, and so she was trying to trap me. Wow! And this wasn't the only time this happened. No, and we'll get into why the restraining order was there next week. But she also, at the time, Sarah was in tumbling or gymnastics or something. Hank was also in parkour, and she had her daughter. In the same class as Sarah. So instead of having her, her husband. Her estranged husband. Her estranged husband who she's, she's back living with him at this point. Instead of having him take the kid, she would always be there. So so Matt couldn't take him. And then she would accuse us of not taking the kids to their activities. And I can't get him there because I'm running Penny to her stuff. Yeah. And it's. Clear across town. So in the was Illinois. that like a trap as well, an intentional yeah. thing to like set you oh, up? Yeah. Totally. To... And then to accuse him of not taking them to their activities. So this time, or so... does she just not understand how a restraining order works? No, she knew. <laughs> okay. she, she knew. She knew. And and it also, came up in court. At, at this point, I had a very good defense attorney. Yeah. And every single move, like <laughs> I was probably talking to the this defense attorney. More than I was talking to Jessica. Like, yeah. at this point, I was constantly on the phone with her of, Hey, what do I do? Hey, this is what's going on. This is like, and so. And so after the first couple of times of trying to take them to their activities, she's, she's just like, said, you can't stop. just be done. Yeah. Don't show up. Which is sad. It is sad because again. The kids. The kids are the miss ones out. Now missing their activities. Yep. Yeah. What conversation do you have? And who gets have? blamed for it? We do. What conversations did you have with Hank and Sarah about, oh one, the school scenario? I kept them out of it. They were already too far into it. How do you keep I, kids out of so that, So Matt had... A, well, I mean, you have to offer some yeah, explanation yeah. when... So I remember Matt had a conversation with Hank 
because it was, I mean, they were fighting about this. Oh, yeah. Hank hated me. He hated Matt. Time. So Matt sat him down and had him read the court, the custody agreement, like everything that was that was said about the schools in the custody agreement. He also at this point, they had gone to court and it was like at some point agreed that they had to go to the charter school. And so Matt had him read that as well and went through it all. And he's like, listen, man, this is legally what I have to do. This is court ordered until your mother and I legally agree on something. Until we change the agreement. Until we change the agreement. This is how it is. And that's what the courts say. And so I was having that frank conversation with Hank. Yeah. And I knew he would understand. Did it offer understanding? To a point. But at the same time, what I don't have control over is what is being fed to him on the opposite side Mm -hmm. every other week. Right. And nor like this is something that I've had to learn to just blot out of my mind. Of what's being said of about what us. is going on the weeks that I don't have my children. Because there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing. It's kind of like daylight savings. You can stress and worry thing. and... It's right? kind of like daylight savings. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this darkness that comes over and there's nothing you can do about it. It's except, true. Except it doesn't go away the next week. <laughs> but it's temporary. It in a few months. But it's like that idea of you have to let go of the things you can't control. And it sucks sometimes to admit that and to accept that. But the only person you're making miserable is yourself and also your kids in this situation. Like if you don't let that go on some level, then it, it eats you up. And I experienced that. I've had to really work through that on my own and still at moments for sure still have to. So Going back to the same question, what conversations did you have with Hank and Sarah about missing their activities? Same thing. Just same told thing. them. I can't. But doesn't I can't that, take you. Doesn't that leave you open to you looking like the bad guy who's just... Oh, absolutely. I didn't care at this point. It's temporary. Why not just offer an explanation of your mom has a restraining order out against me. I, I cannot take you to class or I will literally be in violation of the law. Why not offer that explanation? Um, and I think I did. I think it was said. I mean, they're young, but they still, that still got twisted back on us. I mean, he'd say those things and then it would be. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Well, yeah. Bull crap. Well, it's his fault because he did that. Well, it's his fault because he did this. Yeah. Hmm. So no matter what we said, it always came back. And that's, yeah, the reality of it. And I think we Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Exactly. And those are the boundaries that you start setting up of realizing, okay, in order to protect my own sanity, I'm not even getting into this with them. And in order to help them feel like I'm not constantly throwing their mother under the bus yeah. or constantly trying to get information out of them, we're just not going to talk about it. Like, I'm sorry I can't get you there. I really wish I could, Steve. I played, but I can't take you. I played the card of this. It is my hope that... The way that I managed through that situation with my children, that they will see it later on in their lives to understand that, hey, dad was trying to be the bigger person by not constantly bringing up the fact I, I can't go, like, I can't go to gymnastics. I can't go to, like, I never brought that up. It wasn't a thing. I didn't, because I, I couldn't. They knew. And and that's the thing they knew. Mm-hmm. 
they're old enough. They they could tell what was going on. I mean, they could feel it, man. Those poor kids. Yeah. This time in our life was like it was hell. It was hell. I, mean, I remember seeing that. The day that everything really fell apart, I remember <laughs> coming home and Matt, Matt was in a separate car. And like I said, we'll get into details, but we walked in the door and Matt walked in and just fell apart in my arms, like yeah, just collapsed. collapsed into my arms, sobbing. And I have never seen Matt cry. Yeah. It was horrible. And it's what led up to the restraining order and and the thick of this whole dang school thing. And I mean, my mind's just going about all of the things that went on during this time. And it is insane. Yeah. So we're going to gather our thoughts <laughs> about exactly what was going on during this time and how it got to that point and share next week. Yeah. And some of that, like you're saying, what's the point of all of this is sometimes you have to start setting up the boundaries from the beginning. That is like something we advise all couples that come to us when they're going through a divorce. Start setting the boundaries now. So Stick that it to doesn't... them now. So that it doesn't escalate so that you're not getting taken advantage of. And it's just is what it is from the beginning. Set the boundaries early mm -hmm. and stick to those boundaries that you know you need to stick to. Mm -hmm. To avoid a scenario. To avoid a scenario that could be manipulated or changed in any way, shape, or form by somebody who is a master at that. Yeah. And document the crap out of everything. Yep. So, yeah. Are you taking notes, people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's very different than the relationship we have, obviously. Yeah. And going into it from the get-go, you can tell which direction you kind of need to go. And sometimes those boundaries, setting them in place at the beginning, open up for you guys to have a better relationship down the road. Yep. So if you, you put them in place now, then it, it sets the precedent to respect each other and to trust each other because the boundaries are in place and they're being respected. Once that level of trust and esteem has been going on for a while, then it, it can lead to a better relationship. Sometimes you have a good relationship from the beginning and sometimes it's just shit from the beginning and you just got to roll with it. But but roll with it with boundaries. Put the boundaries in place. <laughs> There's one piece of advice. I, yeah. Put the boundaries in place and stick to them even when it sucks. Even when you feel like it might be hard on your kids. These little boundaries, these little times it's hard on your kids are way better than when you get into the bigger crap. Yep. Yeah. All right. Now I wish we had a positive review to read. <laughs> but I am teaching a class all about boundaries tomorrow night. So if you want to learn some of the things I have learned about boundaries, and I will tell you, this is like the most life-changing thing for me. And we talk about boundaries all the time, but we don't talk about how to implement them or how to know when you need to put a boundary in place. I have some knowledge to share and it's free. Now, when you say tomorrow okay, night, wait. can you tell Which us a date? Tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. Don't it is. confuse Steve me. I, yeah, Steve's Steve the one that really needs us, clarification at here. At each other like, wait. So tomorrow night will be November 12th. I still don't even know if it's 7.30 or 8.30 p.m. right now. <laughs> it will be on November 12th at 7 p.m. I am teaching one on the 19th that is all about saying no. Bold ways to say no which goes along with setting your boundaries, but 
tomorrow night's boundaries. And then the next Thursday night is all about how to say no. There you go. All right. You can sign up for those by going to the link in our show notes. We're going to the link in our bio on Instagram. And we hope you guys have a great week. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Hey, everyone. For the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change. Our bodies change. Things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 